Hello Guardians and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. I'm Cornholio and tonight we are live for another episode of the Destiny Show Podcast. Today we're going to dive into everything that we learned and that we saw from the brand new Vidoc that just dropped. It is called As Light Falls and we're going to dive into everything that we learned about Destiny 2 Lightfall as it is coming so, so soon on February 28th. And we have two amazing guests on the show today. And we first welcome my good friend, Cold Death, who is an amazing content creator in the Destiny community. He is a big, big Destiny fan. He is so, so passionate about the Destiny community, and we're so excited to welcome him back on the show and indeed Guardians, welcome welcome how are you today i'm doing good glad to uh glad to be joining you on another episode yeah it's it's been a minute it's been a minute it's been a journey so yeah it's, it's I, been... last time was just after witch queen launch so it's it's fitting that uh i'm back for this one and cold death guardians he's not your average guardian he is a Titan main. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to we're going to dive into that. We're going to learn why you're a Titan main. He is also the admin for Clan Nocturnal. He is mm-hmm. a Guardian's mental health ambassador and he is an amazing content creator in this community and we're excited to welcome him back on the show. But Guardians, that's not all. That is not all. We also welcome a Destiny 2 Music Queen and a three times Movies of the Week winner. We're going to learn about that too. We're going to talk about that. And uh, she really loves Destiny 2 Lightfall. And we're going to learn about the great content that she creates in this community. And we're going to dive into all things Lightfall and all things Vidoc that we got a chance to witness. No fun intended earlier today uh, witness <laughs> <laughs> witness so, hype we're, we're gonna we're gonna kick things off with I, I gotta ask because you know i'm hearing that everyone is getting their collector's edition i ordered mine months ago it's been months who's got yeah. one who, who got their collector's edition i did not uh order the collector's edition this time so yeah neither did i I ordered it. Didn't get it yet. No polka. Oh, uh, okay. So just me and Shadow Price. We're the only crazy enough guardians to jump in and open our wallets. Okay. I, I did the Witch Queen one, but I wasn't able to do this one. That's fair. I can I can respect that. It's it isn't cheap, you know. Uh it was like what $250 for the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. 150 if you just buy it without the game and that's what i did i did the uh without the game one and shout outs to to our good friends at bungie i mm-hmm. love love bungie i mean obviously i love yep. bungie i wouldn't be here if i didn't but they were so so kind and gracious to give us copies of destiny to lightfall to give away for our community and shadow price he's been doing this for a while with me so you know um, he is going to get Lightfall 
courtesy of Bungie. How awesome is that? So they thank hooked you us so up. Much, they are Bungie. they are the goats. Bungie That's are awesome. The How goats. Hell yeah. Indeed, they are. <laughs> so Guardians, we have a lot to talk about. We're gonna talk about the new Lightfall Vidoc. What in the world did we think of the Vidoc? Who wants to go first? I, I'll take I'm, it. Yeah, go for it. Um, first of all, obviously, a uh, lot of things that we already saw before, like we got a deeper look at Strand again, uh, some actual like gameplay footage showed off some of the exotics but you know the interesting stuff comes in with all of the different cutscenes that they showed of lightfall you know the entire pyramid fleet arriving on earth and the witness seemingly like standing right next to the traveler and doing something whatever it is that it may be doing uh like the the story definitely feels like it's going into overdrive with uh lightfall and then we have the season on top of that where you know, you're fighting against the the Shadow Legion on Earth, and you're defending uh, the city and defending uh, the planet. So yeah, overall, it looks it looks really interesting. Yeah i i would I would say the storytelling that we've seen in between Witch Queen and now what we're seeing in the Vidoc for Lightfall, I I am so impressed with how much the storytelling has improved over, over the last couple of years. Yeah, I can, uh, I can definitely, uh, third that the, the storytelling has evolved into something, uh, very, very, very cool. And, uh, mm-hmm. you can tell all the hard work that the narrative team does at Bungie and just some of the, and, Things that they showed in this trailer, like it just like kind of gave me goosebumps. I like there was like oh, palm yeah. trees, like palm trees on like Neo Muna. And you know, like these neon lights everywhere, and just like you know, it just it's just setting up for such an epic, epic uh conclusion. Yeah. To the light and darkness saga. Absolutely. Well, like, put it. Everything is so lit up in in this city but then all of a sudden in the distance you see just this darkness where Callus's ship is is sitting and it it's it's really that you get a better look at light and darkness on neomuna yeah that's that's a good point yeah they're really like put set up the contrast of the two mm-hmm mm-hmm so I, I think a few things really stuck out to me about this Vidoc as I watched it. Not enough times, I will admit, because I had <laughs> meetings that I had to attend during the original Vidoc. And then Rocky demanded walks and one thing led to another. So I only got to watch it twice. You know, uh, shame on me. But from what hey, I saw, you're watching it again right now. <laughs> I am. I'm watching it as we we're doing the podcast, which is great. Uh, but one thing that really stuck out to me is that Bungie appears as a more mature company that is more confident in the product they're putting out. Like you can tell yes. that they have a plan. Whereas in the past, even during the big Vidoc that we got last year for for um, the Witch Queen. I got the sense that they were 
still course correcting a lot of things that they were kind of experimenting with. And I think they mm-hmm. finally come to terms with who they are as a franchise and what they're about as a core product. And I think the direction they're going into is an exciting one for me as a player because it it's a world that we've never had before. We saw space. We saw new subclasses. We saw a Spider-Man type world that has never been this large and vast. So these are all really exciting things for me to uh, see come into reality this Lightfall. Absolutely, absolutely agree. There, and I think they're. I love how they're they're finding everything from destiny one and and they're making all these story connections and yep. we're we're seeing everything come to fruition that we've been looking at for the last almost 10 years all the threads no pun intended that they're yeah. using strand. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strand game guys destiny yeah, second and, strand and, type and, game yeah yeah and destiny yeah I I think with with them being um on on their own uh so to speak ever since the split from Activision definitely maturing a lot as a developer. How long do you think you guys how long do you think that this has been development for? I would say like 3 years probably um, two three years this, this looks like it would take a while to do are, are we talking like how how long lightfall's been in development yeah yeah i would say at, at least three years i would say three years yeah two. probably not their development cycle uh like fi- development on final shape like proper uh pre-production and production on final shape only started a few weeks ago uh oh, really they oh, wow. they develop oh. these things mostly in a year they have a main expansion team and then they have two seasonal teams the main expansion team works on lightfall and then when that's mostly done most of them get moved over to final shape while the others like do qa and finishing it up and then the season teams alternate so uh the team that did this season uh, that did seraph is not doing defiance but they're working on season of the deep and the team that worked on Season of Defiance is going to do Season 22 whenever that comes out. So Lightfall was probably... Like, the early concepts, yeah, that, those have probably been there for a little bit. Um, but, like, full development, I'd say not more than, like, a year, year and a half. That's impressive, wow. then. That's really yeah, impressive. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm blown away if, with a development schedule that that quick mm-hmm. yeah uh, i i also think that in ways bungie has gotten pretty good in terms of their process and how they deliver content and the mm-hmm. cadence of it so i think that they're able to leverage those resources but also remember they've been hiring a lot of people lately since that have, yeah. acquisition they've been ramping up their um employee count quite a bit in fact i saw on their linkedin they had about 1500 employees and correct me if i'm wrong but a few years ago they had maybe 700 so i think that their ability to ramp up on production of of content is much 
better and much more efficient than it has been in the past. Good point. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. And I definitely think it's also a testament to the impact of the Sony acquisition actually was having a positive effect. Thinking the same thing. At least for now, right? Yep. Like we don't know how it's going to yeah. affect things 10 years from now, but for now, it seems like they're able to give us a bigger, better destiny. And that's always a welcoming thing to me, at least. Yep. I, I think the, the Sony acquisition is, is going to be just awesome for them. Um, it probably helped being able to have their backing and increase the number of uh, people they have working on the game and expanding into other things. Like I know there were postings for jobs with uh, TV and, and media background. So we could potentially be seeing a lot coming in, in the next few years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're, they're going to be working on the final shape to like finish off the saga. But mm -hmm. I remember from a from a GDC presentation that Bungie did back in the day on like how they transitioned Destiny from a box product to a live service game. Uh, they showed like a little roadmap of how long they spend working on each release and whatever is after final shape starts development right about now. So, like, whatever is after the Light and Dark Saga is going to be in the works for a lot longer than any of the expansions that we normally see. So there might be yep. some massive rework that's going to happen uh, to transition the franchi franchise into this next saga. So it's going to be really interesting to see, like, what they're going to put, whatever team is working on that. And I'm sure that a lot of those people on that team will be those new hires that have started working at Bungie over the last 12 months. Yep. Uh, really interested to see what those people are going to make. Definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see like where we go story wise, like what's what's going to happen af after the final shape. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I think um, Shadow Price, you you made a good comment just before we started about how um, this whole light and dark saga is almost parallel to the infinity saga in the mcu yeah. i yeah definitely has like a end game kind of uh infinity war and then end game kind of appeal to it you know the, the yeah. parallel, you know yeah you start you like you were talking about that and i'm like it really it really does like lightfall feels like um infinity war and then mm -hmm. final shape feels like it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be it's gonna feel like end game. Game. yeah mm -hmm. yeah like and the, the the interesting part about that is in infinity war they lost they didn't win not even close mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like everything was in shambles at the end of that movie the movie ended with thanos winning Just, yeah and yeah i think that no matter how lightfall will end <laughs> time travel and endgame <laughs> oh god <laughs> i mean the vex that works on neo muna yeah. who knows <laughs> uh, yeah we're gonna be messing with the vex so yeah um i i have a theory about that for the actual raid boss i could i could share in a little bit 
uh that's been it, it's been a pretty popular one but at least i don't know how we're going to come out of the expansion but i i think it's pretty safe to say that it's nothing good yeah right yeah i mean look at it. i mean we have this we have the odds stacked against us we got the pyramid ships we got the witness mm-hmm. who just wants to end all of existence like i mean it's just it's going to be insane kind of good and yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm really curious to see, like, not not the lightfall side, but how where we go with Season of Defiance and like what we're doing on the EDZ, because it, it looked like a big pyramid ship had landed in the yeah, EDZ. Did, yeah, yeah, I did see that, too. And, uh, so it looks like let's, the... Let's... Let's briefly talk about Season of Defiance. I'm curious, what what did we uncover from this Vidoc about the new season that we'll be playing in just a few short weeks? Devram K is going to be... Yeah, Devram K. Devram. What a, what <laughs> My a surprise. Man. My man. Amanda's crush is back. <laughs> well, I think Amanda's crush with, with Devram K's absence has, has been changed to Crow at this point. I, I could uh, see that. I could see that yeah. one happening. But mm-hmm. yeah, what a and what a surprise to see him reintroduced after how long of having no dialogue? Like five years? Oh yeah. I swear twenty seventeen tower in like two two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's just been chilling in his tower this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they'll actually have the same voice actor for him in English or if they have to recast them. Because it'd be cool having the, the exact same guy back. I feel like he definitely brought a level of british tea energy so to speak yeah. to devram k i would i would love if that was if, if the same person voiced him but he sadly didn't get to hear him at all in the vidoc itself so hopefully we'll get to hear him in like a season trailer that we'll get some point next week yeah yeah we should get um oh well i mean the less usually we get the seasonal trailer the t- the tuesday before but then um last season they didn't drop the trailer until the day of so so who knows what we're with risen last year with witch queen we also didn't get the trailer until day of we got it a few hours before witch queen came out Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i think we're gonna see that i do want to give a shout out to our friends at green man gaming who are so so awesome and gracious to uh Giveaway copies of Destiny 2 Lightfall with us, so do make sure to check them out via the links in chat. Oh yeah, I use that site a lot to to pick up games. I love that place. They're so great. And mm-hmm. um, you can save 15% off right now, which is kind of nice to you know, save some money and get excited for lightfall together but i'm sorry i don't mean to digress the conversation you were you were speaking about the the seasonal stuff yeah we're going to be fighting on neomuna for like the main expansion and then we're defending earth for a season of defiance um i'm you know one of the videos like had uh yeah yeah devon k in it and we're gonna have probably some more of the you know npcs and that we're fighting along against and um you know mara is there 
Mara's there. Yeah. Yep. She's one of my favorites. It seems oh, like the cast is like split up for Lightfall. We'll have mm-hmm. the Lightfall expansion itself, which will have Zavala, Ikora, Osiris, Nimbus. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the seasonal gang, which will be Petra, uh, it, it, which will be Mara, maybe Petra. It'll be Crow, and, and Amanda, Devram. So it seems like the the gang is like splitting up a little bit. And I don't mean to bring back the the Infinity War parallel, but Infinity War definitely started with splitting everyone up into different yeah. groups. Yeah, uh, which is part of the reason why they ended up losing, which I find really interesting. I wonder if. Yeah. We're going to mm-hmm. see similar things happen here where we just don't have enough manpower in one spot that we ended up lo- that we end up losing on all of them. Right. Yeah. Very, very much so. I, I, I like, like, I like where you're, where you're looking at it like that. And it's definitely a, a parallel to it. And we have to have, and there's some allegiances. I mean, that that's, I think, with the main expansion with Lightfall Lake with Keitel and her forces and things like that, um, that we're going to be fighting Callus and, you know, the Witnesses' uh, enemies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see those, um, what, what looks like, and it, it looks like they crash landed a, uh, what are they called? The ziggurats that are oh, yeah. on yeah. on Europa. Uh, it looks like there's one of those on on the EDZ. So that's yeah, that's the first time like a pyramid ship will just show up on like. Yeah, you know, it kind of looks like the the dark city in the throne world, like the the birthplace mm-hmm. strike. It, it most of the it doesn't really look like a pyramid, but it definitely looks like a darkness structure like it has that 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 texture on it but it looks more yeah. like a like like a in an interesting looking building but not necessarily a pyramid but so i'm interested in uh in in what that'll add because seemingly that's just like planted straight in the edz patrol area in the like i think it's the the bottom area you had like winding cove and then the area to the right of it like it seemed to be somewhere around there so yeah. Yeah, uh, it will be interesting it to see what like... the seasonal activity is. Like, is it going to be that location a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm interested. Are we going to get battlegrounds again? again? Are we going to get a six-player activity? Are we going to like? I wonder what type of activity it's going to be. Yeah, I. It looks like it's going to be something similar to um, the season that we were on the Dreaming City. Yeah, uh, because in in the promotional still image it looked like the the three guardians were on one of those uh ascendant plates things yeah it's i mean it's an awoken season again right the artifact we've seen it on the on the loadout screen it is another awoken looking uh item that actually looked pretty similar to the wayfinder's compass as well that we had back in lost so I wonder if if Mara has some sort of plan or that there is some sort of awoken technology that we can use against the witness and against the Shadow Legion on Earth in the season specifically because the artifact always means something, right? It's yeah. always it's always connected to the seasonal narrative somehow. So I wonder what's what's going to happen in uh 
in this case with defiance and with the the cutscene and seeing um the the vidoc i there's there's something that's not sitting right with with crow he he he's kind of he's acting kind of suspicious you think I, I think he back to his sus between, between him and osiris i there's i don't think it was good a good idea to give osiris that essence of of a god or you know whatever it was that, that he drank um there there's something between those two that i just i i don't I don't feel right. Yeah, who knows? It might bite us in the ass again at some point. I think Crow's fine, personally. Like, you know, Crow has had some some pretty good moments over the last two years, ending yeah. his arc basically ended in, in Haunted for now, uh, with, you know, him being confronted by his previous incarnation, Aldrin. His past, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even call it his past. I would call it his previous inc- uh, incarnation, because it is by all means, essentially a different person, but in the same body with the same brain. But yeah, no, being confronted with that, uh, thanks to Savathun and Lost, and then that manifesting as a nightmare in in Season of the Haunted and him having to go through that that process of, of accepting who he once was and trying to be better. I think Crow's okay. I think he's I think he's fine. Osiris there has to be something right you can't just digest the essence of (laughs) you can't just digest the essence of a disciple of the witness one of the main reasons why the first collapse even happened and be okay with it right yeah yeah, definitely some mental damage there i am for sure (laughs) yeah i i don't i don't foresee that ending well at all and I think there, I, I would almost wonder if there, there's still a bit of Savathun in in him. Just like in Stranger Things, when uh, Will had the uh, right, yeah, parasite still in the yeah. Movie, uh, <clears throat> well, and and you know, Savathun's ghost is still out there, so you know it, it's there's reason to to believe that there's still some connection between Osiris and and her ghost. I wonder if uh if the city does end up falling during Lightfall. We know that you know, Savathun's remains had been taken back to the city and have been like fully mm-hmm. dissected by the hidden uh to see if they could find anything of note and that body is still being kept in the city and obviously all that Imaru needs to do is somehow be able to reach that to mm-hmm. resurrect Savathun if he wanted to and I think like if the city does fall and there is a mass exodus and we all need to leave and we leave the body of Savathun behind because either we forget about it or there's no time or anything like that I wonder if Savathun is not going to necessarily become an ally of us but just someone with a mutual enemy because at the end of the day we do share the mutual enemy of the witness Savathun warned us about the witness yeah she um, did so 
I'm interested to see if if that's a thing that could potentially happen at some point that Savathun ends up being resurrected and not necessarily being an ally of us, but doing things that will aid it's, us in the battle against the witness. Yeah, because it, it's the the uh, I'm an enemy. The old, uh, yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my enemy. Exactly. Whatever yeah. that saying is. Hmm. I I could definitely see something like like that happening at at the end of Lightfall moving into oh, Final Shape like in uh in Marvel in the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't think I'll see Savathun turning into the uh you know the 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 jokey and actually good ally of a of a brother that Loki was to Thor but yeah. I I, I at least when Savathun gets revived and if she ever does like I think it wouldn't be that difficult for her to to see that if she doesn't at least try and help us or at least not oppose us in our battle against the witness that she can't really do anything unless she does that because we've we've kicked her ass already. Mm-hmm. Uh she tried to steal the traveler, she failed. We could do that same thing again, right? She knows that she would lose against us. So I don't think that she has a choice if she does end up being revived, which is which is interesting. Yeah, what about uh, what about Zivu or Wrath too? Like what's what's oh, uh, yeah, Zivu's still yeah. out there. We I mean that's yeah part of what we gotta worry about too. Yeah. I wonder if yeah, she'll I, even get a conclusion before the end of the Light and Dark saga. Because like, is there room? To tackle someone I, like Zivu Arath in the in the final two years, <laughs> I think we're I, I think we're gonna have to, um, or Ziv, you know Zivu Arath becomes the next, you know what what we move to fighting after the Light and Dark Saga. Yeah, mm. but I I think it kind of um, I I don't foresee or I I should say I I foresee us completing Zivu Arath before that because Zivu Arath is after the light you know and and so I think that you know we'll see some sort of conclusion before the end of Final Shape with that yeah Yeah, I also just don't think that they'll like as much as I would love Zivu to get her own expansion because I do think that next to the Taken King and the Witch Queen that the goddess of war deserves her own expansion too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. like, I, I don't know. They've, they've been setting up Zivu Arath a lot. Like she's had, uh, multiple seasons. She's had three seasons over the last two years where she was the main antagonist. She had, she started out in hunt with, you know, the Wrathborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had lost at the end of that year where she was after Sabathun and, and she wanted to, uh, prevent her uh, her worm from being exercised, and now this season being after the Warsats and setting up that that trap for us that if we sprung mm-hmm. it, she would tear open the ascendant plane above Earth and invade the city. Right. So with the amount of Zivu Arath content and like the the closer that narratively we've been getting to her actual arrival in the city or in the system. I don't think they can shelve that for long. 
So yeah. as much as it pains me to say it, I think that Zivurath is going to be dealt with in a season uh, somewhere in the next two years, probably before the final shape, so somewhere in the next four seasons. And the season that I would bet is one that we already have the title of being season of the deep. Yeah, right? that makes sense. It, it makes yep. sense. That makes a lot well, of and sense. And especially with like that hearing that name makes me think of um the the whisper mission because it, it's always talking about the deep in in that mission. It's yeah. the deep is very much a, a word that's often used to refer to the to to refer to the worm gods, the worm, yeah. the leviathans, uh, yeah. the leviathan, yeah, the, the hive on, in general. Yeah, on fundament, yeah. it's all yeah. It's very much a word that's related to the hive. Sometimes a little bit to the darkness as well, but obviously the hive and the darkness are pretty intrinsically linked in a lot of places. Yeah. So it's pretty safe to say that season of the deep will at least be about the hive and the hive's relationship to the witness in some way. And the the hive that is the closest to the witness at the moment is Zivu Arath, right? I don't know if Zivu Arath has full disciple status at this point. I don't think she does yet, but she's definitely a servant of the witness. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I don't know. I have we seen anything where we know for sure that that Zivu is actually working with the the witness i I think the plan to reclaim rasputin and use the warsats was a plan set in motion by the witness specifically i i think it's more of like zivu arath isn't necessarily necessarily working directly with the witness like callus is but it's more of the witness just puppeteering everything from afar and manipulating Zivu Arath to do what what she did. Right. That you 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 bring up an interesting point with the witness being like pretty far off in the distance. This is something that's been bugging me for a while now. The witness is one of the most powerful beings in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've they've stated that it is. Why is the witness sending forth all these pawns and the followers and disciples to do all of that work when the witness like hasn't done, like the witness has barely shown any of its power itself, but s- seemingly it's suddenly like near Earth. Right, it's it's here. It, uh, that 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 that's what they showed in the Vidoc. I'm just wondering, like, is the witness still as powerful as it was back when the initial collapse happened, or dis- did something heavily neuter its power and nerf it? And the veil, the object that is on Neomuna that the witness is looking for, is the key to bringing it back to that level of power that it could cause the collapse with. That's the the running theory that I have, because I just I, can't see why the witness wouldn't do some of these things itself if it had yeah. the power to do so. Just annihilate everything itself rather than sending everybody else. I, I could definitely see that as that being that being the the play here. 
Yeah. Because it's it's just like any major big bad, you know, if they were at full power, they could easily wipe out the universe. But something uh, is preventing them from um, being... Thanos needed the Infinity Stones and everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, <clears throat> the witness needs possibly the object on Neo Muna. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I I can definitely see that. And even more interestingly, so the the interactive trailer that Bungie dropped yesterday uh revealed that Savathun was the one that hid the veil on Neo Muna. That was Savathun who did that, which oh, is why wow. Osiris had those memories of Neo Muna. Uh and why he's but like that that's that was one of his visions and that's why he's been looking for it all season. But then I think if Savathun hid the veil on Neo Muna, it must have been part of her plan. Because even right now, even after she's dead, I can guarantee you that she has still thought that out and that she has still made up a plan for that. And hiding the veil on Neomuna, whatever it is that the veil may be and that it may do, was part of her deception. And it was mm-hmm. part of her ploy to steal the Traveler from us. And I think that's another one of the reasons why, uh, why I think that the veil might be the key to unlocking the witness's power again so that it can cause another collapse the reason why savathun may have wanted to hide that on neo muna is because if she stole the traveler and she stole the light from us the entire city would have been doomed we would have never discovered that neo muna existed and neither would the witness and the traveler would forever have been safe in her own throne world right Mm mm-hmm so I wonder if that's going to come into play at all. I, I, could, I could definitely see that. Absolutely. May just yeah. be rambling on about lore at this point. I have no idea. No, obviously. This is really <laughs> and, and here's the, the, the thing I, I always think of too, because it's like, the the plot to any movie is the the big bad if the body is still kept somewhere the big bad's never gone so if if the hidden didn't completely destroy savathun's body it's safe to say that we will see her again eventually (laughs) i think because as i mean it's track record proves that that's typically what happens mm-hmm. another interesting thing especially that bungie has been doing in in recent expansions except for beyond light maybe is that what they talk about in trailers and what they talk about in marketing they skip over some of the most important parts like mm-hmm. shadow keep if you remember they they did all that marketing for the nightmares on oh the moon's returning and the raids in the black garden but they never once showed the pyramid that was on the moon all along, right? And that was mm-hmm. a huge reveal when everyone rounded that corner in the opening mission, suddenly seeing that pyramid that's been teased for the past two years, seeing it there. Um, and then with uh, Witch Queen, obviously the fact that Savathun didn't steal the light, but that she was given the light, and the fact that the the hive were lied to 
by the witness so that they would not be blessed by the light back on Fundament and would instead choose the deep and make a pact with the worm gods. I I think that there's something here that they are not telling us. And I think it has something to do with the Vex network because the Vex network wasn't shown a single time in the Vidoc today. Yep. We know it's there. We know it's a part of the, the Lightfall story. We, but they didn't yeah, we show know it. the Vex are on Neo Muna as, as well. Yeah, the Vex discovered Neo Muna way before any of us did. The reason the Cloud Striders exist is because they have been fighting the Vex on Neo Muna for decades, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder what that Vex network connection is. And I personally think it has something to do with the raid. I don't think the raid itself will be in the Vex network, but. Uh, the description for the raid on the Lightfall website mentions uh, the following phrase, ferried from an unknown time and place, a haunting presence has been detected. So if you split that up into three parts, first of all, the haunting presence, the word haunting, like uh, we had Season of the Haunted earlier, it's very often been used to refer to nightmares, and nightmares Mm -hmm. are linked to the pyramid on the moon who was the disciple in charge of the lunar pyramid that was nezarak ferried from an unknown time and place the unknown time and place could be referring to the cabal infiltrating and manipulating the vex network to try and pull nezarak back to reignite the collapse again because nezarak was one of the main people that caused it back in the day and then the word ferried specifically is very often used in Greek mythology for the person that ferried the souls of the dead to and from the underworld. And if you look back at Splicer and a lot of the terminology that's used for the Vex in general, like we had expunge sticks, sticks being the river that leads to the underworld, and yep. expunge Tartarus, Tartarus being the... Uh, the area of the underworld that all of the titans reside in. Yep. So, I don't know. To me, that kind of hints at maybe the Cabal are not just here to retrieve the veil from Neomuna, but maybe they're also here to pull back Nezarak. And the Witness has been trying to for this whole year. First, it's sent Callus to the Lunar Pyramid to try and retake control over it. Lunar Pyramid, as I said, belonged to Nezarak. Then... The season after in Plunder, it sent Aramis to retrieve the remains of, of Nezarak, the relics. Like, why would, why would the Witness be so interested in, in Nezarak if it's not trying to bring him back somehow? And I think that might be what the raid ends up being for Lightfall. And that's maybe the, the Vex network connection that they don't want to show us, because that's obviously, that would be a huge reveal if that's true. Which um, enemy race was uh, Nezarak part of? I don't actually know. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't think it's ever said like what Nezarak was. Yeah. Mm. But that that would be w- with that description. I hundred percent believe that um, in the raid where it's it's going to be um, close to possibly garden where you know we're dealing with the vex it, it's probably going to be like a mix of vex and cabal um with what we see and you know maybe maybe the final boss is nezarak and that's what we're we're stopping 
Yeah. Another interesting thing is the with Nezarak specifically, uh when the first collapse happened, the main like timeline was that uh Nezarak was given control of the lunar pyramid and found the traveler and he cornered it right before the collapse. And then Savathun tricked the witness to make sure that the traveler actually ended up surviving. And what we don't know is was Nezarak destroyed or killed by Savathun or did Nezarak betray the witness and join Savathun in that in that betrayal? But that connection already Savathun hid the veil on Neomuna and now they're going to Neomuna. They've been trying to find the relics of Nezarak. Like is maybe is the veil something that's intrinsically connected to Nezarak itself? Maybe. There, there, there's so many different things that point to Nezarak being an important uh, character in Lightfall. Yeah. And it, 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 it has that classic feeling of they're sprinkling hints all throughout the game, but they're specifically not going to talk about it so that we can experience the reveal ourselves. I mean, Crow, since the first season this year, uh, he had a voice line that said something like, I've been seeing an increase of Cabal activity around Neptune recently. I wonder if something's going on there. Like that that voice line was in the game in Season of the Risen and no one picked up on it and then they revealed Lightfall being that city on yeah. on Neptune which the Cabal have been trying to find and haven't been able to for this entire year. But it's so interesting that Bungie keeps dropping these massive hints that we don't pick up on. And then afterwards, when it does eventually release, everyone's like, clicks. oh, right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say they have gotten so much better at. At how they do that, where they're not giving us a ton of information up front and mm-hmm. they're they're doing a lot better, just holding the cards close to their chest and just getting that that hype a, a lot a lot more than they used to yeah definitely i'm just glad they're not yeah i'm glad they're not telling us much about the story i don't really want to i'll be honest outside of like the main point i don't want to know much about the story i want to know yeah. the gameplay stuff that's coming with lightfall like i want to know more about strand i want to know more about the build crafting updates uh and like the director's cut that we had uh last week that was great uh, but I don't really want to know much about the story. That that's the stuff that I'll experience when I'll when when I'm playing yep. it. So I'm glad that they're outside of saying the witness has arrived in the system, Callus is here, we're on Neomuna, the witness is looking for the veil. That's about everything that they've told us. You can you can yeah. summarize that in a single sentence, and that's it. Which uh, yeah, I'm really happy with that. Cause it makes me more excited for for Lightfall story. It it really does. Absolutely. Yeah, I like having the element of surprise, you know, like uh, I like to be surprised. Yeah, I still like it. It's fun. And now I got to ask, what does everybody think of the environment and the environmental changes that we're getting in Lightfall from what we saw during the Vidoc? Can uh, I say sexy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah, the the way they're updating Neomuna to be 
a real patrol space and have things happening it seems like it's going to be a lot more interactive than the other pat- uh, patrol spaces are right now yeah there was a an interview or like an an article that that dropped right after the vidoc a bunch of journalists and creators got the chance to see some footage from like Neomoon patrol and from a story mission and from strand yep. And one of the things mentioned there is that the patrol beacons in Neomuna are actually holograms of citizens that are living in the city currently uh, and are asking you to assist with something. Mm-hmm. What I've always what uh, what I've not really liked about Destiny in the past is that they really shot themselves in the foot by calling the last city the last city. Because it means that any city that we ever visit, like, you know, the abandoned cities on Venus and D1 Mars and all that, that those are all abandoned and empty and corroded and all that. But with Neomuna, like, this is a city that has been lived in and is currently still being lived in, right? Yeah. There's an entire civilization here that has been here for, for decades. And it just brings such a different vibe to 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 a destiny destination because it's always felt like mm-hmm. just a wasteland with enemies yep and now it's so much more than that yeah and it looks awesome actually, on top of that <laughs> yeah i mean we're we're actually going into a city that is inhabited and and i hope to see that these patrol missions that that you pick up i i hope to see that they're more connected to the the world and what you're having to do to help these people yeah definitely i think for me i had total deus ex vibes from this vidoc like i had this different feel about destiny just as a game and it's exciting it's exciting to see them take risks outside of what we normally would expect for destiny to be yeah it's very blade yeah. runner-esque very cyberpunk-esque um yeah cyberpunk you know, yeah you know it's yeah pretty cool it's good that bungie's being a bit more creative with their with their design because i'll be completely honest like the the past few destinations that we've gotten europa had some pretty like cool looking places but mostly it was just snow and ice like the like Rees reborn was probably the coolest part but once again it suffered from the fact that it is an abandoned civilization um so like there 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 was not much life in it and then the throne world once again it looked great but it it just felt so empty right and now with neo muna being a city that people are currently still living in and that this this war is is going on constantly it it already looks so much more full of life than the destinations that we've gotten in destiny over the last few years and that that creativity is something that i think patrol space is really needed absolutely i also agree with the arcade lost sector is also pretty epic i cannot (laughs) wait to i cannot wait to go in there (laughs) yeah I'm going to be doing that thing over and over again. Please let us, please let us um, (laughs) play, play one of the games in, in the arcade. 
Yeah, no. Imagine if one of the arcade machines just has like uh, an, an an emulation of Marathon. Oh my! <laughs> you could just oh, or like or like Pathways into Dark or uh, Pathways into Darkness, like one of the old oh Bungie games. It's just uh, on an emulator on one of those arcade machines. <laughs> that would, be so that would cool. probably e- not, but they, like it'd be cool. <laughs> even if they put a couple of the arcade machines labeled as their own their own their old games would be yeah, yeah. yeah would, nice would be back. awesome nice that'd be a cool touch. cool easter egg i just want to be able to play the ddr machine in there yeah that would be cool it's gonna happen we're definitely gonna make some emotes for sure I, <laughs> I will say one thing that pulls up my heartstrings every time i see these these Vidox, especially um, the one for Lightfall, is they have so much um, Sparrow footage in there that there's there's a couple pieces you look at and you're like, okay, could that be SRL possibly coming back? (laughs) And it just tugs at at those heartstrings because I'm pretty sure they've said that it's never coming back. Yeah. But if there's it's gonna that, come back, then it's gotta be either this year or next year, you know? It, like, yeah, it, there's yeah. that little dash of hope that, that you still <laughs> the hold. Copium. Yeah. <laughs> just just give me <laughs> just give me SRL. That's all I want. I think if <laughs> SRL would ever return, like it's an activity the size of a usual seasonal activity that we get now, so it would replace any of the seasonal activities that we have now and the issue with sparrow racing is that you can't re- you you can tie weapon and armor rewards to sparrow racing but back in destiny one like it was obviously it was it was armor it was sparrows yeah. it was sparrow horns and like other cosmetics but oh God, the horns we don't have any different yeah. horns yeah. i mean i think i think they took horns. out sparrow yeah. horns when they decided to port the game to pc because people with macros would uh would be yeah. able to do some fun things with that it would be, it would be awesome uh but yeah, yeah like if they yeah, want to bring srl back and i just thought i saw like a delorean <laughs> concept art and one of these concept <laughs> arts it almost looked like a delorean sorry it's just that it would if they want to bring sparrow racing back it would essentially take up an entire season right and oh, i just I, don't yeah, i'm sure i i don't think that that is something that they want to commit to because while Sparrow Racing is absolutely very fun, I do agree with that. Sparrow Racing was always a ton of fun. I don't think it could keep players busy as the only new activity for an entire season. Oh, yeah. Because it's very much just agree. a thing that you and your friends decide, hey, let's let's do like one or two Sparrow Racing uh, uh, races after or before this raid, right? Yeah. It's not something that you would probably farm or that you would invest a lot of time in a single session into outside of like once in a while right unless they connected it to like one of the seasonal events like guardian games or right. uh solstice or yeah i see i i would love to see it come back as as part of one of those like it came yeah. like when they originally brought it in, it was what part of dawning? I think it was part of the dawning. Yeah, yeah. So the it, dawning it back would make sense one. to include it in something like that. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. That, yeah. 
That makes a That'd lot be of cool. It, it, w- it would suck because like then we'd have that activity for three or four weeks a year and then we'd have to wait a whole year to be able to do it again. But then again, I do think that Sparrow Racing works best in that limited time period because then everyone gets to play it for a little bit. Everyone has their fun. And by the time that it stops being fun, it's being rotated it's out again. And at least Destiny yep. 1 like still had private Sparrow Racing matches that you could launch. So uh, maybe if they do decide to implement that, like you can still do private matches, right? Yeah. Even if they just gave us private matches right now, I I would be happy with that. <laughs> or the uh, the things the Cloud Striders have. Like let's. let's I want that them. as a sparrow. I want one of those hoverboards as a sparrow. <laughs> yeah. I I hope they give us something like that because that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that would be pretty cool. So um I'm I'm really curious, are there any exotics that really stick out to any of you from the trailer and from the Vidoc that we saw today? Uh, I, I mean the exotic bow that we saw. Yeah, the stasis bow. one in the Vidoc. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it does, but hey, we've been it's the only exotic bow that we don't have yet. We have one of every other element. Yeah. Uh Except for strand, obviously, but I'm sure there will be a strand bow at some point because, you know, you have a bow string and then you have the strand threads. I'm sure they'll be able to do something cool with that. Uh, yeah, but that, uh, yeah, that, that stood out. Cool, the too. sidearm too, the the smart pistol from Titanfall. You don't have to aim it. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You just... <laughs> the, yeah, that sidearm looks looks interesting. It, it looks like a variation of... Um, Osteostriga. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. It's like a strand Osteostriga, but I think with what we saw in the gameplay, like you have to just deal damage and get kills to like charge it. Mm-hmm. And then when you fire like the charge shot or you have to do a special reload and then it like fires all of those tracking rounds that you just use hold left click or left trigger and it just does the thing for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I wonder how that's going to work. I'm glad yeah. we're at least launching with strand exotics off the bat. Because yeah. stasis obviously took, well, we had salvation's grip, but <laughs> when have you ever equipped that outside of messing with your friends or getting the places that you're not supposed to be able to reach, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm glad that think strand is rolling out. Use it. Yeah, I'm glad that Strand is rolling out with like the whole arsenal of things. It's rolling out with mods, with weapon perks, with mm-hmm. uh, weapons itself, both exotic and legendary. Um, they, they say that by the time that you've completed the campaign, you'll have a much more complete uh, subclass compared to only the skeleton of a subclass that you had with stasis. Like you only had one grenade, you had no aspects, you had no fragments, you had to still unlock everything at the end of yeah. the campaign. And they say that with Strand, um, you'll have a much more complete subclass by the time that you're done with the campaign. Uh, so that'll be that'll be nice. And then you have all the weapons and all the weapon perks and mods and everything to invest in and exotics. So yeah, that that it's really nice that Strand launches in a much more complete state, and that we don't have to wait for a year to actually have it added to the <laughs> game entirely, right? Yeah, I, I think their their planning and implementation of Strand looks a lot better than Stasis. 
for sure. Yeah. Quality of life improvements. Yeah, they listen. I'm, I'm definitely seeing a lot of quality of life improvements that are being brought here with the game, especially with the new um, the new weapon system they're introducing. Loadouts. Loadouts, loadouts. in-game. Thank yeah. God. Like, yes. These are all things that are going to really make such a big impact. And I'm curious how these features will affect clans and communities in the game that we enjoy playing. Do you all think that they're going to create more incentives for people who are playing in clans and who do enjoy playing with friends. Oh, I mean, we have the guardian ranks, right? The yeah. they, they they said specifically that the latter guardian ranks, uh, like specifically between like rank eight to eleven, it's going to require you to to step up and, for example, teach raids or maybe uh, guide people to a flawless, like get them to the lighthouse. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, no, I do think that it'll definitely incentivize playing with, with newer players. Something that I would really love to see though, now that we actually get in-game loadouts, what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to click on someone's name, someone in my fire team or someone in my, uh, in my public space, look at their loadout and go, huh, that's interesting. I want to try that and save it Mm -hmm. and, and, or, and, and like take that loadout and see what I can do with it myself. Obviously, you likely won't have the exact same stats on your armor and you won't have uh, the exact same perks on your weapons, but at least being able to take the mods on all the armor pieces and your subclass fragments and aspects and being able to either copy it from someone or being able to take your own build and say, hey, this is a build I've created that works really well for this activity or for this encounter or this solo flawless dungeon and that you're able to share that with people like maybe turn it into a code you just send that code to someone they put it in their game and they have your loadout right i'd love to see something like that because that would make uh guides for for the more difficult content in this game so much more accessible to newer players that don't really know how the system works yet but you can just say hey don't worry here's a loadout that you can try Put it on. You don't have to know why it works. Just for now, play with it, get comfortable with it, and then over time you'll learn the system, right? That's something that I'd love to see. Yep. That, yeah, that would no, be amazing to... Because, I mean, you can do that with with Dim and, you know, share your loadouts like like that, but I think giving us a way to do it in-game would be definitely a step in the the right direction and i i'm curious to also see with the loadouts i'm i th- thought i remember that them saying that you still had to be in orbit to no they confirmed they that you... today you can do okay. it anywhere that's that's good that's what i was hoping for because yeah that's the the annoying thing with them is like you load in you're like oh i forgot to Mm-mm. equip this loadout or like if you're in a raid and you just killed one boss and you're moving on to the next one, you need a different loadout. You have to redo yeah. all your mods and switch your weapons. And now it's just button press. That's it. They confirmed that today in one of the in like the, the Q&A is that some content creators and and journalists had with Bungie. Uh, you can swap loadouts in any activity that doesn't have loadout restricted. So even like nice. in the middle of a <laughs> PvP match, if you're like this loadout isn't working. Click of a button, completely new loadout. 
So you're no longer committed okay. to like one that. loadout for a game because changing mods like you don't really have time for in a PvP match. No. Yeah. Uh, and being yeah, able it's... to just click one button and have your entire loadout change to something completely different. Like that, that's definitely going to shake, shake things up, especially in in places like trials where, you know, if you're losing the first two rounds and you realize that what build you're using isn't working, being able to switch it up completely and throw off the enemy team, I think that's definitely going to be part of of the crucible from now on i think so too yeah absolutely will, will bungie put a greater focus on more crucible content and crucible maps and just enhancing that overall experience for the pvp players they talked about it think? in the um he talked about it in the uh what was it the that, the post from joe blackburn joe blackburn yeah yeah uh, Blog. you know i i think it's something that they they definitely mentioned quite a bit in in that post um it's it's something that i i think and i hope that we will see more come because i know that there's just been so little for for pvp in the last few years that um, I, I really hope to see that we we start getting more of it. You said we, so that means you like playing PvP. Sounds like <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's funny, you know, my my relationship with with PvP because I enjoy it sometimes. Most of the time, I just go in there long enough to get the pinnacle or get an a. Uh, bounty done or you know whatever i have to do um but funny enough it's always the my ranks with shacks are always the ones that i'm resetting the most out, out of the vanguard and crucible and drifter so i i must enjoy pvp <laughs> speaking of of ritual activities uh we just have the twab go live and oh. the ritual weapon for season 20 is a glaive. Uh, it's a void oh. glaive. And it looks insanely cool because the color of the blade actually changes based on which ornament you put on it. Yeah, that's got the queen's. Um, yeah, it's got the awoken symbol on it. Awoken symbol on the one and then the vanguard uh, and, the Gambito, and then the crucible. That's cool. And there's two new perks debuting on it called replenishing Aegis and destabilizing rounds. The stabilizing rounds is probably the the volatile rounds perk that they said they were working on for void weapons. Uh, I th there was an icon on it on like a, a void weapon in the Vidoc as well. So I I wonder how that's going to work. Oh, look, they posted Ooh. the end in cinematic, too. On the, yeah, um, they posted that immediately on Tuesday, like two hours after it happened. They put it on YouTube. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll be watching that again. Uh, can we say how hot the mouse mouse pad and headphones are oh my god that steel series yeah 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 oh they, god, they look awesome about something we're not going to talk about that right now that <laughs> mouse pad oh oh here's another I interesting tidbit uh so one of the biggest pain points with stasis with having three characters is that you had to unlock the entirety of stasis for every character to redo the beyond light campaign three times, do all those quests yeah. three times. Um, 
Lightfall will have two boosts. First being the Lightfall character boost, which appears the moment that you hit soft cap on one character, but you have not completed uh, Lightfall. And that boost provides the selected character with a set of high power level gear so that you can immediately skip the soft cap grind. And then the second one is a campaign skip boost. Whenever one of your characters completes Lightfall, you will have a button that will skip the campaign on your other characters and unlock Strand for you. Um, so that's going to be really, really nice because you won't need to redo the Lightfall campaign three times and redo all of those quests. Oh my God, You'll just be amazing. able to unlock Strand uh unlock strand everywhere which is fantastic obviously Best you won't get any of the rewards of for the campaign on another character but like the fact that you can just say okay i've just unlocked strand on my titan now i want to see what it's like on warlock you don't have to do that five six hour campaign and quest journey to be able to get there so that's awesome and it and it puts you at soft cap too yeah yeah that that is Hands down, one of the best quality of life improvements. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. We have two more things to talk about here on, on the show tonight. Unless we get a TWAB. We'll see. Probably not. This, was, this was the TWAB. Oh, what I'm reading is, from yeah, is in the TWAB. Welcome to the TWAB, yeah. Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> how happy are you all with the loadouts and the build crafting and the new Guardian ranks that will be coming with Lightfall in just a few weeks. Pretty, pretty happy. Pretty happy that this quality mm -hmm. of life uh, change is uh, going to be implemented into the game. Going to make uh, playing the game more. You know, it's going to give give us more options, and that's always a good thing. Definitely, I. They're really leaning into that space wizard fantasy power play style i i think yeah my yeah. my number one thing for like those quality of life improvements like like the the new build crafting update and the loadouts like loadouts obviously fantastic feature i don't think anyone disagrees on that but the build crafting changes specifically like they look really really nice uh being able to uh do a lot more with the new armor charge system because mods will no longer be limited to that one socket but instead yep. you can slot like any helmet mod in any of the three sockets um and no longer being limited by energy type either like uh, armor pieces will no longer have arc solar void or stasis it's just everything on anything uh so that's really cool and the fact that mod costs are being reduced uh, so that no mod, apart from the mod that gives you plus 10 resilience, plus 10 recovery, or plus 10 intellect, all of the other mods will cost between 1 and 3 energy, which means if you don't slot any stat-boosting mods, you can always use all of the mod sockets on an armor piece and still have at least 1 energy left for some sort of stat mod. So mm -hmm. that all sounds great, but at the end of the day, depending on how these mods are being rebalanced... I need to play with it and test it before making a final judgment on it. Cause that, cause at the end of the day, this could be a nerf to player power. If these mods are like nerfed massively 
Uh, we know Font of Might has been nerfed quite a bit, but also buffed in some other way because it's way easier to activate now and it doesn't need to match your subclass element anymore. But it it, it is being nerfed from a 35% damage bonus to a 22% damage bonus at the highest level, right? So I want to know, is this like an overall nerf to player power? Is this a buff? What builds are still possible? Which ones are not? Uh, yeah. I feel like ultimately that just comes down to spending those uh, those first 10 days uh, testing as many builds as possible before going into the raid with that new system. Because obviously all our loadouts that we have now, you might as well throw them in the trash, right? Those mods mm-hmm. are gone. That armor system is gone. We have to start from scratch, all of us. Yeah, you're you're going to be rebuilding everything. Now, the the only thing that I would have liked to see change with the build crafting is just get rid of the the cost on mods and say, here's your armor. You have four mod slots that you can use. Go ahead and, you know, use four mods. There's there's no cost associated with it. You can mod what you you, know, you put in the mods that you that you want. I think that would probably open build crafting a lot more and wouldn't make it to where you could like really make builds too overpowered or or crazy maybe it's just right now with you know the main armor mods costing between one and three energy this only really feels like a a nerf to uh like stat boosting mods uh and they've they've said this right we want to reduce the impact that uh resilience had they're nerfing resilience they want to reduce the impact that discipline and strength have on the ability spam that we currently have in the sandbox so i don't necessarily think that energy needs to be removed and it's also a good thing that like when you get a new armor piece especially if you are a newer player that you need to upgrade it first and masterwork at first to unlock all of those all of those slots and get the maximum amount of energy i don't really think that that's a bad thing but then again if you're already able to slot mods in every slot and still have one energy left for a stat boosting mod, is it really going to be that impactful if all of those mods didn't have any energy at all and you were just able to slot whatever? Like, I don't think that's going to change the game much if they decide to do that. It's just, I think Bungie wants to keep that progression for masterworking that you still have to masterwork a piece to get everything and get the stat boost and... And you could still do that by saying, you know, each, you know, you'd you'd have to upgrade it four times to masterwork it. And, you know, you get you do the first step and you get one mod slot to, you know, and masterworking it obviously unlocks all four mod slots. Um, I mean, that's just something that I've seen with the current mod system would be nice. but with how they're changing it it may like you said it it may not even be an an issue at all yeah it could go both ways uh i think right now this is a pretty good place to leave it obviously Mm -hmm. with the final shape we're getting power level reworks at least they're planning to 
uh, as per what Joe Blackburn said in the director's cut yeah. last week. Um, obviously, we're also uh, getting uh, potentially an entire rework of of the game after the final shape. So I think right now this is probably a good place to put it, and should that still provide any issues, then maybe the system that you're suggesting where instead of unlocking energy on an armor, you just unlock a mod slot. Like, you spend uh, a few uh, shards or, or prisms or whatever to unlock your final mod slots. But that would be a bit more of an issue, because right now, if you never get any Ascendant shards, you're still able to go up to 9 energy at least pretty frequently. Um, and you're still able to use most of the mod system. If you yeah. can never unlock that final mod slot without spending an Ascendant shard, like that's going to hurt more casual players a lot more, I think. so. I, I, I could see that. I think yeah, this is I probably a good right. place to leave it for now. Yeah. So um, Yeah, I'm it definitely is. Do you both think that any characters will lose their light? Come this light fall, no fun intended. <laughs> Lose their light. Mm. I, I don't. I, I think we're gonna see somebody else die. I, I have a feeling um, by the end of this next year. So, in that way, yeah. I, well, in. Um, so I, I don't think anyone's going to lose their light per se, but I, I think someone's going to end up dying. Right. I mean, like the, the most likely, I guess, option would be the guardian that no longer is actually a guardian because he's lost the light Osiris. Right. Yeah. But then again, Osiris is seen in both the trailers and the Vidoc to be wielding strand himself. Right. So yeah, that yeah. But then again, his next death is his final one. Um, but I hope Osiris doesn't die because, as much as I maybe don't like Osiris as much, I do like my man Saint Fourteen, and I don't want to see him go through that pain all over again. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, now, someone dying. We, we have a little bit of a tradition on the show where we rate the weekly update, but we don't have a weekly update. So we're going to rate the Vidoc in the form of spicy tuna rolls. One means it's not very good. It was not that great. Bungie, try harder. Five, Bungie's on fire. We need to do something. We need to go get Lightfall now. Um, Green Man Gaming, thank you for supporting the show. So, what do you all think? I'd go for the five. Oh, five, easy. It's a Vidoc. It's always a win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a ten for me. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. Everything was yeah. amazing. Definitely one of, one of the best Vidocs. Yeah, definitely. And and at the end of the day, they really didn't show that much, but it all just looks mm -hmm. so cool. And it, it it's it doesn't really give me the vibes of like this is what you'll be playing because they should that they didn't show that much. They showed a lot of cutscenes that we'd already seen. They showed Strand, which we'd also already seen. They didn't show 
uh, any new exotics outside of the bow, but it's just the all of the, this package looks so fantastic, even though it's all things that I may have already seen or heard before. I want to play it right now, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, they they, it's that, that, they did that really well. Yeah, it's that showing just enough to get you hooked and get you excited, but not not giving away the story. Exactly. Yeah. No, hats off to their marketing team. I think they did an incredible job putting together a really awesome Vidoc, and it's such an exciting time to be a Guardian. I I would say for me, I have to give it a 10 because Mm -hmm. it just, it exceeded my expectations for what I wanted from this game. Mm -hmm. And I'm way more excited. And it's like, I have nothing to buy. I already bought it all, but I'm just so excited <laughs> to play that uh, Lightfall can't come any sooner. And uh, it's so great to get a chance to talk to you all on the podcast today. So thank you all for being here. And before we let you go, I do yeah. want to share with our guardians, where can we learn more about you and what you do? Cold Death, do you want to kick things off? Absolutely. So you can find me pretty much on uh, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch. It's all cold death. So that's where you where you can find me. Um, Just getting over uh, being sick and everything. So uh, come the 28th, my my Twitch channel is going to be burning up. So not going to want to miss it. Awesome. Well, we cannot wait. And thank you for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. And Elsie, what about you? Where can we learn more about you and what you do? Uh, You can basically type in PKMT1234 on all socials. I repeat, that's PKMT1234. I make music. I mainly about Destiny. Uh, only recently I've already covered the the beautiful music that played during that season finale cutscene and the music that now plays in the tower that's already on my channel. I also released a, a mashup of a bunch of Witch Queen music uh, to like send off the year of the Witch Queen as we go into Lightfall recently. I've made Destiny Lo-Fi remixes that I recently released a full album of, and you can all check that out on YouTube and on Spotify uh, if you would like. And come Lightfall, obviously, I will be uh, working hard on making fun stuff with the Lightfall soundtrack, making a few covers, making a few remixes um, throughout the next season, because I'm sure Lightfall is going to bring a fantastic soundtrack with it, and I can't wait to get my hands on that and start messing around with it. So, uh, yeah, yep. that's what I'll be up to, and that's where you can check me out. Their, their cool. music team always kills it. Absolutely. Yeah, no, they totally do. And that's why I always get the soundtrack with my collector's edition, of course. Mm-hmm. And I have it usually the day before the launch. Yep. And I always just geek out and listen to Destiny music all night. Yeah. <laughs> what I am going to do, as we have done every year, uh, is I'll be together with Promethean, Breshi, and Owen, which are three of the people that uh are working on archiving all of destiny's music on youtube the the pieces that are no longer in the game uh we're gonna come together on a stream on my twitch we're gonna get the soundtrack the 24 hours before when they drop it uh and we're gonna react to the full thing break it down 
talk about where we think these things are going to play. And there's always some pretty wild predictions in there. Like the Tanix being the raid boss of of Deepstone Crypt. We predicted that based on listening to the soundtrack alone. Well, and, and, you, and you can go off uh, track names too. Track names as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there's some there's some very interesting stuff to be had there. So if you're if you have nothing to do during the downtime on the 27th, because uh, the game will obviously be down for a full 24 hours, uh, come check out that stream and and listen to the soundtrack together with us. Uh, definitely, uh, we'll put that on my calendar. Don't want to miss that. Yeah, we'll have to add that to our calendar as well. And we do have a Destiny 2 community that you can all enjoy and check out and be a part of where we will be hosting events throughout the month. Each week we have many, many events that are happening from raid nights to uh, clan events and so much more. So do make sure to check that out. Discord.gg slash Destiny 2 community. And Shadow Price, what about you? Where can we learn more about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79 and also here on the Destiny Show podcast. Thanks, everyone. Very cool. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast everywhere. We're about to launch a blog very, very soon. And you can find our new home at destinyshow.com you can find us at our community home with the destiny 2 community at discord.gg slash destiny 2 community you can also find us on twitter at the destiny show and you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts we're on apple spotify stitcher and your favorite podcast apps you can also find us on um where else can you find us amazon music and you can also find us right here on twitch.tv slash the destiny show live every friday night at 8 p.m eastern time thank you so much for joining us today and we hope you enjoy the new vidoff and enjoy destiny 2 and we will see you starside Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.